Once again, I want to say what a blessing it is to be here. What a joy it is to be together in God's house on Sabbath morning. Isn't it a blessing to you? It is to me. Well, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. My wife tells me I talk too much. Uh, But I will say a few things about us. My wife, I have a few things that she will share in a little bit about some of the brochures we have on the back table there in the back when you go out after our service today. She will sing following my talk, and then she will have a closing hymn as well on that. Now to tell you a little bit about us. I was not raised a Seventh-day Adventist. Matter of fact, I was baptized in Oceanside, California when I came back from Vietnam in the Marine Corps. Well, that didn't shake anybody up too bad. I will tell you, when, uh, when I came back, I was not only a total heathen, I was all messed up. And you know, God gets us down the bottom barrel before we can look up. Did you ever notice that? Sometimes has to get us down there before we can actually see His grace, His grace and His love for us. After I went through Union College in Lincoln, Nebraska, I got out of the Marine Corps one day, and the next day started school in the middle of January from Hawaii to Lincoln, Nebraska, January. I don't know what it is about me. I always tend to, you know, find all these nice cold places to be. We pastored in Minnesota and Colorado and in Montana, in Alaska for a number of years, and uh, in uh, South Dakota. I think that's about the furthest south we got was Denver, you know, that's a number of years ago. But after 40-some years, we uh, decided it was time to retire. Did not know where God was leading or what God was doing, but you know, God's got a plan for you, and if you're sitting here today thinking that God doesn't have a plan for you, or maybe kind of nebulous, get ready. We are living in the last days of this world's history, and God's got plans for His people. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple of things about us. We pastored in large churches. I pastored in a church. Every time the door opened up, a thousand people in church, and boy, I tell you what, they become very pastor-dependent. I'm going to challenge you today. Don't become pastor-dependent. Become dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit lead you in your service. I'll be talking a little bit about TMI, and I was mentioning it to one of, of the uh, men in the, the foyer today coming in. Oh, yeah, I know about that. Well, I did too. I thought, you know, too much information. Well, that's not it. TMI is total member involvement. One of the things we want to get done here in the last day is get everybody involved, right? Boy, that didn't go very well. I better get a little closer to you. Somehow... I'm not getting through. This sound system isn't working real well. God wants all of us to be involved, right? Every one of us have a mission. That's where Adventist World Radio comes in. So my wife and I, we pastored, we pastored one church with three ladies. Youth department started at 65. And I said to them in all my, you know, uh, graduate from, An- you know, from Andrews University, you know, all the studies there and everything, don't you want to take, and, and, you know, it's expensive to have this church facility, we can just meet in a home. You know what they told me? They said, no, 
it's going to grow. And I go, really? And I said, how's that going to happen? Us and God, it's going to grow. A year later, there was somewhere on a given Sabbath between 38 and 60 people in church on Sabbath. I believe that God is pouring out His Spirit among His people. So we pastored large churches. We pastored... Imagine, where's the head elder at here? You know, imagine having 38 elders underneath you. No, you couldn't get anything done. I can tell you right now, they all... Nobody wanted to do much anything. They wanted the head elder to do or the pastor to do it. I, I'm here to tell you today, we have a message to share with you. And I want you to know that, God, I want to be in charge. We have two children, three grandchildren. The reason we're living in Great Falls, Montana, we did pastor in Montana for 12 years in a place called Missoula, but living in Great Falls is because of grandkids. You know grandkids trump everything. Do you know that? I don't care what plans you got. Grandkids call you up. You know, the youngest one calls on the phone and says, Grandpa, you promised! And I go, really, what did I promise? You promised you retired, you'd move closer to us. Really? Yes. So guess where you live? No choice in the matter, right? So then we started thinking, all right, what are we going to do? What is God calling us to do? Well, there's many different opportunities for the pastorate once you've retired. They say pastors don't retire, they just go out to pastor. Well, we had had 40-some years of that, and so we said, all right, Lord, what do you want us to do? And then my cousin, who became in charge of Adventist World Radio, calls me on the phone, or one of his protégés did, and asked me to volunteer to do that. And the reason I tell you this is because it is totally volunteer. We are not getting paid to do this. Just want you to know, okay? Not getting any pay. You're not paying. The money you give today goes to where you want it to go, where you would desire it to go. And so we're not getting paid. We are here just as you, as a layman, reaching out and sharing what we believe is an important thing that we as a Seventh-day Adventist church are doing today around the world. It has been almost revamped and reorganized into what all is happening. And I'm amazed. I'm absolutely astounded as to what is taking place around the world today through Adventist World Radio. You notice our banners. It says, No Borders, Adventist World Radio 360, and then over here, No Limits, and it goes all the way to baptism. It's a new day, let me tell you. Before I go any farther and put the text up on the board right here, uh, I want to pray. Sean, do, let me do this for you, please. Loving Father, as we share today about, about Adventist World Radio, let it not be about us, especially not about me, but let it be about what you are doing through your church, what you are doing to reach out to those that are lost, to those who are like Manhattan was underneath, and we didn't know where he was at. There are people around the world just like that. It's like they're forgotten. I pray that you would bless us today. Help us to respond and to help them to preach the gospel to all the world. Now, 
in Jesus' name, I believe all things are possible. Do you? I'm not getting too much very far here, you know. Let me say this again. Through Jesus Christ, all things are possible, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I see, you understand, even when you have a thousand people in church, you still need to like to have a, get a response once in a while, all right? To make sure we know that we're kind of getting through, that the microphone's really working. I want you to know that at the end of our program day, we're going to have the deacons in back going to take up an offering. But here are some qualifications for that. I don't want you taking from your tithe to give to this. I believe tithe is meant to be what I believe God has called it for. And that remains steadfast. Secondly, I know that a local church needs to operate, and so I don't want you to take from money you would normally be giving to your, through systematic benevolence to your local church. Because I believe there's enough money to go all the way around to do all the things God's asked us to do. He wouldn't ask us to do it if he wasn't able to help us to give some to help get it done. So the bottom line is, is that above and beyond what you normally give to local church, if you have some extra, then that's what I want you to give. And I'll repeat that at the end because I want to make it very clear. I'm not here to try to siphon money out of the local church. What you give is between you and God. I will see none of it. It goes through your local church. Write your checks out to the local church, not to Adventist World Radio, okay? Because otherwise they have to be shipped. Wow, I'm getting that loud, huh? It has to be shipped all the way to uh, General Conference in order for them to be cashed. So take and write them to the local church. The local church treasurer will know what to do with it and pass the, uh, the funds along. When we look at what's happening in the world today, notice this text in Romans. Romans chapter 10, and I'll begin reading. It says, for everyone. Now, who does that include? Everyone. Pretty much like the word says. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be what? Saved. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent, as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. But not all the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. But I ask you, did they not hear? Of course they did. Their voice has gone out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Imagine with me, our message going to the ends of the world. How many of you have traveled outside the country? How many of you have been to a place where Adventism is not there? I see a hand here, one back over here. I see a few there. There are places around. How are we going to reach the whole world? 
Now, before I leave this passage in Romans, I, don't, I would feel kind of amiss if I didn't share with you a couple of things out of it. Have you ever preached to someone and didn't want to listen? Oh, come on now. You've ever shared the gospel message with somebody and they didn't want to listen to you? Every pastor will tell you, oh, we've got a slew of those stories up our sleeve. You know, we can tell you about you go there and they want to kick you off the porch or whatever. They don't want to hear it, you know. Not everyone who hears the Word of God is going to respond to it. But if the Holy Spirit is truly doing what the Holy Spirit is supposed to do, then those who are willing to hear, those who are wanting to hear, will hear and will accept, right? Is that good Seventh-day Adventist theology that we have today, that we preach the gospel? See, sometimes we think that we've got to preach to the point that everybody's got to believe exactly like me or else. Well, let's not get that arrogant. Let's get on the idea to understand our job is to preach and to sow seeds. Let the Holy Spirit do His work to bring about conviction, right? Now, notice the other part of the text right there. It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach. Did you ever think you had beautiful feet? Oh, I tell you, I've gone through my time whenever my feet weren't too beautiful at all. They stunk to the high heavens. Anybody have stinky feet? No, I won't do that. Have stinky feet, you know, you, you wonder, oh, how, why does that text exist? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel? You don't preach with your feet, do you? Well, let me tell you something really important about feet. Remember what happened when Moses went up to the mountain and God says, take off your shoes because this is what? It has something to do with doing something holy for God and your feet. The second thing is, why is it during the communion service we separate to wash one another's feet? Now, we say it's humility, which is well and so. But the feet are even more than that. Back in the, where is my Sabbath school teacher? You're talking about the, the Jewish people. Today. I had the most wonderful Sabbath school lesson today. I, I really appreciate your teaching it. And those are the comments and the things there. I go, wow, why couldn't more be like this? That was phenomenal. I enjoyed it immensely. But imagine with me if you were going to visit someone. Now, you go to visit our head elder. You go to visit him, you walk in the door, and if he's got a slave, a slave's going to, to wash your feet. If he doesn't have a slave, well, a servant will wash your feet. If the servant doesn't have a servant, a slave nor a servant, then he will have uh, this children do it. But if the children don't do it, wives, do I really want to say this? You will force the guy to do it, right? <laughs> wash the feet. Nah. You know, the feet are washed. Why are the feet supposed to be washed? There's something about it. Because what it means is the willingness to be of service. Remember we go, go unto the whole world to preach the gospel to every nation, tongue. And we'll look at that text in a minute. But notice that it's the admonition that feet will take us to what we need to do for God to preach the gospel. I want Jesus to come, don't you? I'm pretty tired of living on this earth and having to sit at somebody's bed and hold their hand. 
and watch them breathe their last breath. I've done that way too much as a pastor. Way too many funerals. I look forward to Jesus coming soon, but something needs to take place first. In the next text over in Matthew, notice what it says. We know this text. I'm not telling anything that you didn't already know. But notice the text. It says, and this gospel of, pre- of the kingdom will be preached into the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then what? I get a few here and a few dear ones right up here. The rest of you must be a little in a mute cycle. You know, my, my phone gets that way. You hit the mute cycle accidentally, and somebody calls you and going, hello, 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 and nothing's going on on the other end right there. This gospel of the kingdom is preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Are you ready for Jesus to come? Do you want him to come? Now, I said that in a group of teenagers once, and one young man said, no, I don't want him to come yet. I got too many things to do. I still got to go skiing here or doing this and other things to do. Well, I tell you what, maybe if you get to my age, I want Jesus to come soon. I'm looking forward to it. But in order for him to come, something has to take place. And what was our text said? The gospel has to do what? Be preached to all the world. Now, what it didn't say is, going back to the last text I referenced right there, it doesn't say that everybody has to be convicted. What it says, our job is to preach the gospel to all the world, and then the end can come. Everyone has to at least have the opportunity to hear and to know about Jesus. How in the world are we going to do this? Do you realize some countries, for instance, like China, you line them up 20 people wide and you march them over a cliff as fast as you can, they will reproduce faster than what they're dying off. How are we going to preach the gospel to all the world? I've held meetings. I held meetings. Any from the Philippines? Anybody in here the Philippines? Nobody? I held some meetings a number of years ago in, on Mindanao Island. At the time, uh, it was about ten to 12,000 people every night for an entire month. Imagine having meetings here in the church and you having to come every night and sit in the pews. Well, I had ten to 12,000 people sitting outside every night. I spoke it in English. I had an interpreter that interpreted to the national language of the Philippines. And then I had someone interpret from that into the local dialect, and so every time something was said, it was said three times. Can you imagine doing a series of meetings like that? And it went on, and the meeting started about uh, 5 o'clock, and it lasted until about 9 o'clock every night for an entire month. They sat there, they sat there. We got to the baptism, we baptized just shy of 4,000 people in one day. At that time, it was the largest baptism in Adventist history as, as a one baptismal thing. And I remember being in this water, it was a spring, and it was, it was a huge spring. We started baptizing at 9.30, we finished around 2, and of course, as you can see, I don't have a whole lot of covering up here on top. And so while I'm baptizing, a dear little old saint came running up from behind me, sloshing into the water, suntan lotion, and she's rubbing it. When I go down, she's rubbing it on top of my head because they were starting to look pretty red up on top. But we baptized, and I thought to myself, man, we are making good strides here. Was I in for an awakening? Do you realize that in 2017, 
Adventist World Radio did something because they wanted to go with total member involvement. They wanted to take and preach the gospel around the world. They wanted to see if they had the ability to really focus on an area and have success on it. And so they focused on an area of the Philippines, and they brought in, believe it or not, Japanese Seventh-day Adventist pastors to hold the meetings. Now, if you remember in World War II, some of you are old enough to remember that. I look around and see a few of you. Last time Japan people were in the Philippines, it was not a good thing. They weren't really sure how it was going to be received. But they said, we're going to bring these pastors from Tokyo, pastors that in their entire ministry, maybe, maybe baptize one or two people. Their entire ministry. We're going to bring them in. We're going to come in. We're going to focus on this area. We're going to bombard it with the radio. We're going to just focus on this area right here. We're going to talk about these meetings. Bring these Japanese pastors in. We're going to hold these meetings on the islands here in the Philippines in a certain area. One lady who ran a store, she would get the radio turn it on, and so every day at the right time it'd come on, and so people were listening. And so she thought, well, this is selfish of me just having it inside the store, not many people have sat here. So she went outside, and on a picnic table, she set the radio up. And when the station came on and started preaching the gospel, it began with a song. And you will remember this song by someone who was from California. Lift up the trumpets and loud let it ring. And soon as that would start playing on the radio, the people would start clapping. A big crowd of people started gathering around a silly radio, set on a picnic table out in front of a store. A big crowd of people sat there and they start clapping. They were ready to hear the gospel message. And when they got to the end of the meetings, they told on the radio, we're going to have a baptism at such and such, and we're going to do it. We're going to start on Saturday morning at such and such a time. Twelve ladies walked 48 miles through the jungle to be baptized. They had been listening to the radio. There hadn't been a preacher in their town, but they were listening and they decided, we want to be baptized too. We believe this. We believe about the Sabbath. We believe on these, these things that are being taught over the radio. We need to be baptized. And they were willing to walk through the night 48 miles to be baptized. Can you imagine that? Would you do that? Imagine. This is not even where there's roads walking on trails through the jungle. But they walked that far. Why? Because I believe the Holy Spirit's being poured out right now. And radio is without borders. It doesn't stop on this. How many of you have heard of a place called North Korea? Anybody? Do you realize that a couple of months ago, Adventist World Radio signed a contract with North Korea to use their radio stations and facilities and frequencies to preach the gospel about Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? 
It's a new day dawning, let me tell you. Now, as a preacher or even as a layman, I wouldn't recommend for either of us to go in and try to hold up a, a thing and say, we're going to start preaching about Jesus. But the radio, they can't stop. And the radio became so predominant that these meetings with these Japanese pastors were so highly successful, it just blew them all out of the water. And guess what they're going to do here in 2018? They're going back to Tokyo. Do you realize in Tokyo how many people there are that live in Tokyo? Anybody want to guess? How many? Keep going. Keep going. About 18 million people live in the Tokyo and, and area around there. 18. Guess how many Seventh-day Adventists we have there? Less than 5,000. So we have a lot of people that we have prime targets to reach, right? To reach out to. So these pastors there are going back and they're going to be, they committed themselves to holding meetings in their homes, in their churches, in their place. Because the gospel has to go to the whole world for Jesus to come. Anybody have any idea how big Romania is? Guess what the goal is? You're from Romania. Very close. It's not that big of a place, is it? Imagine 43,000 meetings going on in one year. Did he really just say that, you know, 43,000 meetings going on, evangelistic meetings going on, people opening up their home, inviting their neighbors in, people taking and doing it in the church, doing it in uh, uh, public places, in the schools, everywhere a meeting could possibly be held, they are planning on 43,000 evangelistic meetings in one country. It's a new day, my brothers and sisters. The gospel is being preached to the whole world. People are getting the opportunity to accept or to reject it. My next text, Renee, if you would put that one up here on the board. No, in Luke it says, When he came near the place where the road was down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in a loud voice for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Oh, where's my next text? Oh, rebuke your disciples. But he says, I told them that if they were to keep quiet, the very what? Rocks would cry out. Now, my sister-in-law, Roberta, my wife, Renee, they're into rocks. I have this commitment. I don't carry rocks. You didn't get that, but anyway, uh, the rocks. How many of you remember the early radios when you were a kid called crystal radios? Any of you have one? You know, you sit there, you have a little crystal, and you put a, a wire on it, and you move that around, and you have an earphone that's attached to it, and next thing you know, ah, I can hear the radio through that rock. The very rocks could cry out. 
excuse me, <coughs> imagine radio stations broadcasting. And by the way, Adventist World Radio right now is broadcasting in 105 different languages and dialects. 105. Almost all of them. Getting as many as we can to preach to every nation, every kindred, every tongue, every people. And people are listening in places you wouldn't believe. Any of you been to Nepal? Anybody been to Nepal? You've been to Nepal. It's a very mountainous country, isn't it? Well, radio propagation, you know, if you're a ham radio operator, you know it only goes so far going up and down over, over mountains. But up on the top of one of those mountains, a young man was turning his radio, and he came across a talk program, preaching, if you please. He thought, okay, it's in my language, I'll listen to it. So he listened to it. He got pretty excited about it. And so he went and he told his dad, his, he says, Dad, I've got this very interesting program that I'm listening to day after day. I keep turning to it. He's coming back on again. They have different things to say. It's in our language. And he says, Dad, this is really neat. So his dad started listening to it. His dad was the witch doctor of the town and community. And, of course, he knew his dad was straightening him out and telling him how bad all this was. Next thing you know, dad's saying, you know, I had two sons that died, and I couldn't help them through my medicine as a witch doctor. Maybe there's something about this. And started listening and listening. And he said, we have to send somebody out to investigate it. So I'm not sure exactly how many went. I, it's, you can, if you get connected to Adventist World Radio online, you can look at this particular story. And these individuals, they decided they would go and check out this Adventist World Radio site there in one of the major towns in this country, high in the middle of these mountains where propagation really wasn't supposed to be reaching them very well, and yet here they were hearing it every day. And so they went and checked it out, and they told the person on the radio station, was pretty flabbergasted, we have a number of people in our village that want to be baptized. Can you send somebody up to do that? How's that grab you? Adventist World Radio is not limited to borders. It goes into countries where you and I can't go. There are many countries we can't even talk about right now. There's some Muslim countries that we are reaching into that people are listening, but we can't really talk too much about it because when the people in charge find out about it, they get kind of excited. And they don't want their people learning about Jesus Christ. But the gospel of the kingdom is to preach unto all the world and then Jesus will come. But notice the very rocks would cry out. Could it be the very rocks the crystals being radio, reaching out to the world. Now, that's, that's Clarence McKee theology, okay? You won't find that in, uh, uh, what is it called, Zedekiah 1 or something like that. It's my theology. My belief is, is that, see, when I grew up in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, 
Uh, we were just a little ways down the road from a famous radio station called KOMA. It's 50,000 watts. And inside our bathroom, we had an electric heater. You go out in the wintertime, you turn the electric heater on, you can listen to KOMA in the bathroom because it made a dial effect and uh, you, could, uh, you could listen to the radio station via the uh, thing. I believe that all stops are not limitations, but that everything is being opened up, like when the organ is being all stops open, letting the whole volume of air go through. I believe that we are living in a time of the end when the gospel is going to be preached to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people and everyone, and then Jesus can come. And I'm looking forward to that, I tell you, with more enthusiasm you can imagine. But imagine this. In the next text I have for you, it's kind of an interesting text. I want you to read up on the screen here with me. Notice in Revelation, any of you ever read this particular verse before? Anybody? You know, remember which angel it is? Oh, come on now, you're theologians, aren't you? You're Seventh-day Adventist theologians. Which angel is it? Then I saw another angel. It's the first one, okay? I saw another angel flying in the midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. He said in a loud voice, Fear God and give Him glory, because the hour of His judgment has come. Worship Him who made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and the springs of water. Where is that angel? Did you ever think about that? You know, we were talking, I, I, you know, this thing about the Jews in the Sabbath school class and some of the teachings about angels and all this. In seminary, you know what seminary students do when they have spare time? They sit around and think about the most unbelievable things, unsolvable things you could ever imagine. And one of them is, what is that angel doing in the air? There's not many people living up in the air. And I haven't been on an airplane and have anybody come through and wave at me when I'm in there saying, let me share with you the gospel message. He was in the air preaching the gospel. What else is going in the air all around us right now? Radio waves, the gospel. That's McKee theology again, I want you to know. Okay. Someone asked me if I was related to the McKees in the McKee Bakery down in Tennessee, and I said, no, you have to go back to Daniel Boone. His sidekick, his name was McKee, and uh, we're related that far back. But, uh, the, the, you know, I, I come from the poor side of the family, not the rich side of the family. So, so we, you know, going back to that time period, you look and you say, all right, we could preach the gospel to all the world because we could almost do it on an every-person basis, go up and talk to everybody. You can't do that anymore. The population has grown so exponentially much that, that it's hard to even communicate with large crowds of people anymore because they're too small. But the radio waves going through, going through the air, penetrating everywhere, no limits, no borders. Now back to my TMI. TMI is total member involvement. 
We look around today, I mentioned it here earlier, I'll say it again, and somebody kind of said here earlier, and I'm, I, please don't take this wrong, but uh, a lot of our churches are getting a lot more space in the pews. I think it's time we take a positive actions and say, what is God calling me to do to help fill a space? Invite a neighbor, a friend, invite someone, a colleague, a fellow student, to invite someone to come and sit with me in church, to listen to what our pastor has to say, to listen to what the gospel message is all about. I would hope that this church would be so full that it would be explosive, that it would be so full you couldn't seat anybody else. I held, my wife and I held a series of meetings in, in Russia right after the wall fell. And, and so we had a meeting hall, largest one in the entire town, largest city there. You know, this huge meeting hall. And so the, we thought, okay, we got there. Wow, how are we going to fill this up? And then the church informed me. They were pretty positive. They says, we're having two meetings a night. Oh, Really? Yeah, back to back. You're going to preach twice every night. Same sermon, twice, you know, every night, two meetings. And I go, really? And you think we're going to get enough people in this facility to actually even make a dent? Within a week, it was packed. It was so packed, the aisles were people sitting on the floor. Along the wall... You had people standing up. Out in the foyer, you had people crowded in there, listening, wanting to hear about Jesus. We think, and we are sometimes, should I say, oh ye of little faith, because I was. Are we going to be able to fill that place? We filled it twice every night. Packed. They tell you all kinds of stories. I will tell you the gospel's being preached to all the world, and I want to be a part of it. What about you? TMI, total member involvement. Don't you want to be involved in it? And don't tell me you can't. Don't tell me you can't talk to somebody about Jesus. My little son, when he was, well, he's not little anymore, he's much taller than I am now, but when he was quite young, he talked to a guy about Jesus because we were going on a, a ride on a boat and, the, and we had bought our tickets the day before. It was Sabbath afternoon and so my son ran ahead and he's down on the boat dock just talking away with this guy and we get on the boat and the guy says, you must be a pastor. And I go, well, how do you get that? He says, well, your son said that you had a worship service today. Well, yeah, on the beach we did, just my family and I. We had a worship service. And then he started telling me about it. I started quizzing him and asking him questions. And he started telling us, why are you doing it today? It's Saturday, it's not Sunday. And he says, because the Saturday is the Sabbath. He gave me a Bible study on the Sabbath. He said, I was impressed. He said, I was more than impressed. He says, I pastor a very large Lutheran church. And I was astounded that this young man could baffle me with Scripture. Don't tell me you can't because God will speak through you. 
Adventist World Radio going all the way to baptism. It's no longer just we're going to preach into the waves and let it fall where it may. We are very aggressively going into various places, setting up new towers. You know, in Uganda, there's a lake. In the middle of the lake is a little island. The little island has some people live very primitively. But even in some of the most primitive places, they still have radios. Did you ever notice that? It was kind of crazy. Crazy. They had a radio, and they started listening to the radio. And pretty soon, uh, after several months of listening to Adventist World Radio, they said, we need to send somebody to find that place. And so the guy that first had the radio, he says, I'll go. So he canoed out across the lake to the mainland, searched all around till he came up to the Adventist radio station. And he walked in and he says, uh, we have some people that want to get baptized. What did I just say? Want to get baptized. Not just hearing the message, but God is impressing their hearts, they're accepting it, and they want to get baptized. Conference president and the conference treasurer went there and he said, i got to see this myself. And they went there and they had 30 people ready for baptism. And the president said, you know, we, uh, we just spent a great deal of money for a series of meetings and uh, we baptized 20. And now we spent nothing on this, on Adventist World Radio, and we got 30 that are ready to be baptized. Things are happening around the world. We are reaching into places we never dreamed of before. Not only are we reaching into places we never dreamed of before, but positive things are happening for Jesus Christ, and the message is going out to all the world. Now, I have a couple other texts in, in, in Daniel there, but I don't think we'll get to them, Renee, because the time is, is, is going along here. But I will tell you, we know, I'll just give it to you in a brief right here. In the end of time, the books are to be what? Open. They were sealed until the time of the end. Well, I believe the books are being opened. I believe the radio is being sent in a mighty way around the world. We are covering basically right now as it sets close to 80% of the world's population can receive Adventist World Radio. Think about that for a minute. 80%. They may not all believe, but they have the opportunity to let the Holy Spirit speak to their heart. Now, my wife has a song here. It's, it's after. I hope you don't mind. I'm not used to stopping right at 12 o'clock. Did I blow you away on that one or, or not? Besides that, I heard there was food waiting for you. And uh, so you don't have to go home and fix it. It's going to be ready for you. Probably uh, individuals here in the church have taken a great opportunity to fix it for you. But my wife has some things to say, too, I'm sure, before she sings about Adventist World Radio. And I'll let her do that, and I'll sit down for a minute and let her, and then let her have her closing song for you, a hymn and that she's going to sing. Or a... I'll share this after the music. Um, you know, we've just celebrated Christ's first advent to this world, and we live with the hope of his second advent. And that's the story that we want to share with those around us. I believe Jesus is coming soon. I believe we're in the toenails of time. We can see the signs all around us. And I know that for myself personally, at my age, my husband's retired. We're no longer in the middle of things in our church. And sometimes I just feel a little bit useless to God. And I know that every smile that I give 
whether it's at the checkout stand or just somebody on the street, I know that every little thing I do is done unto the Lord and is significant to God. But I want to do more, and I want to do more for sharing the gospel. And this is a way that I can be involved and that everybody can be involved in some, some aspect of Adventist World Radio. When you leave today out on the table, there's brochures for children. There is, um, there's a brochure that gives some eyewitness stories, some testimonies. There is a brochure that tells about some of the projects that Adventist World Radio wants to do. They don't just broadcast. They don't broadcast Americanized sermons. They broadcast contextualized sermons in the language of the people. They use the stories and the images and the, the, the ideas that are familiar to the, to the local people. And this tells about some of the projects. And when there's a catastrophe, Adventist World Radio goes in and helps with food and clothing and lodging. They also send in indigenous workers when they find a place that needs a pastor and needs more instruction, some Bible workers. They send them in. Um, You will also find there's a brochure for planned giving and how to leave a legacy that can keep working even when you are resting in Jesus. There is um, a prayer card, and this is, this is something that you can be involved locally. This is for you to write down people that you know, that you want to see in heaven, that you can pray over daily until you see results, because you will. And then there's also uh, an envelope. Um, it's not just an offering envelope. You can check on it that you want email updates, that you want updates for the, the most The videos that come out are just amazing. So this gives you more information. And um, there's a card as well. If you're not giving an offering and you just want to send in a card saying, put me on your newsletter, then there's a card back there as well. So I hope that when you leave today that you'll stop back at the table and pick up the things that are of interest to you. But we have, we are facing a task that's unfinished. And um, a year ago, Keith and Kristen Getty who are contemporary hymn writers and wanting to reestablish congregational singing because we're told to admonish and encourage one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. They revived a hymn that was written in the 1930s to inspire missions, and it's called Facing a Task Unfinished. But it's, you can go ahead and hit the slide, but it's to the... Um, the tune that's familiar, that's in our hymnal, Live Out Thy Life Within Me. So I feel like if we're letting the Holy Spirit live out his life within us, that we will be involved in this unfinished task. Renee mentioned that there are many different ways that the radio is being promoted. It's not just radio waves. It's podcast. It's even some television, it's some computers, uh, all kinds of ways that the gospel message is being preached through Adventist World Radio. Let us bow our heads in prayer as we dismiss. Loving fathers who go from here today, I'm reminded of your great commission to go into all the world to preach the gospel to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people that everyone can know about you. 
They have the opportunity because we as a church and churches, local and combined together, are willing and ready to reach out with what means we have, whether it being financial, whether it being our personal, whether it being in our words, sharing the gospel message to others. We want Jesus to come soon. Bless our efforts, Father. Let them be to your glory and to your honor that very quickly we can look up and say, Lo, this is our God in whom we have waited. I ask for your blessing upon us, each one. As we go from here today, I ask these things in Jesus' precious and most holy name. Amen and amen.